When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Let's welcome in Coach Banstra, the head football coach at Northwestern High School in Ohio. Gap Down Backer Podcast, Coach Banstra Podcast, football, whatever you want to call it, does everything. We just Gap Down Backer. Okay, Gap. Last time it was like four of them. I don't remember. Uh, two. But yeah, I, I haven't really done the special teams one. I've been meaning to like go for a couple of episodes off season. I just never got around to it. I mean, you don't have much time when you're a head coach and trying to do this and trying to teach full time. So. Well, I just I just want you to know when I talked to Coach Prevost, he's like, we've talked about you for a second. He did ask me, he goes, now he's not married or has kids, right? Because how is he able to do the, all that stuff and be married and have kids? Uh-huh. And he goes, I'm married and have, and have a child, yes. 
And I said, like, yeah, he is married. Bad, bad time management. I mean, it's it's gotten better. Like during COVID, it, it was unhealthy and probably not good for my marriage, um, if we're being honest. But since then, I've gotten a lot better about scheduling. And like, I mean, my wife's been out with family the past several days and we were off football. And I've been able to allow me to kind of record multiple a day right now because she's dealing with family stuff and spending time with her cousins and whatever. And so I'm and we're all from football right now because of our dead period. And yeah, it's been good. That's why you were able to talk to me for 40 minutes before we start recording. That's yeah, that's why. 100%, like, I mean, literally I, I edited a podcast this morning, been cleaning um, and then getting some, some football and some other prep stuff done. I mean, that's what I'll do. That's what, I mean, I don't think she's going back it's probably late tonight or tomorrow. So I got, I got a whole nother day of that. Like that's also why I was able to sit at, at my retiring AD's house for six hours last night. <laughs> like, I mean, we, if she was there, we would have left a lot earlier just because of, I mean, that's a long time to be out anywhere just in general. Especially so. when you're older, when you get older, you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I, by the time I left, I was just exhausted by the time I left. I'm like 10 years ago, I'd, up no problem but at this point i'm a, i'm usually asleep before 10 o'clock most nights so is what it is um so what's it like actually having an off season this year for you because didn't you get hired late in the summer last year and trying to figure all that first out last year um it's been interesting um obviously there's no covid real restrictions anymore there's some when we started last fall um, but we're still dealing with all the hangovers. Like I'm still waiting on helmets to come in, mm-hmm. uh, which is a giant pain. Like we, 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 I sent our kid, our middle school team to the middle school seven on seven Ohio state. Cause I thought it'd be a good event for them and experience. And the, that, that Monday I get an email saying no helmets. I'm like, so I was confused. And it was a lot of it's cause a lot of the middle schools don't have all their helmets in yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. Like, and I got, I got a full staff and was able to hire some good people and, um, I've overhauled, I've begun overhauling our strength and conditioning program. And I don't know why I said conditioning cause I hate that word. Um, let's go, let's, let's phrase that speed and power program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've started it. Um, my get, it'll continue to evolve. I think, I think where it is now to where it is a year from now, be night and day. Um, and that's good just cause I've gotten what, what I do podcast wise has allowed me some resources that. I mean, some people have access to, but it's got me to allow ask these questions privately instead of just staring at Johnny, Gar- uh, not Johnny, Joey Garacio's Twitter or Tony, H- just randomly look at Tony Holler videos instead of had Tony on. So I give, I was able to ask him questions on and off screen. I got a couple of uh, the Rhode Island uh, coach Leach was able to pick his brain for a little bit. I got, I, I'm not going to say who yet until it um, mm-hmm. officially happens, but my upcoming golden goose, um, that will be very beneficial for our strength conditioning program. Um, and they've offered me, well, not offered, but they've directed me towards some resources that um, they use, which has been helpful. Um, we're still, we're still figuring some stuff out. I have a really small senior class this year, um, but all of them should contribute in one way or another. Um, so we'll still be young, uh, but the, the future is bright. I mean, our, I mean, I'll have, 40 to 50 middle schoolers this year, which is wow. up, up 10 to 20 kids. Like we had 30, we, we were one of the large, we were probably the larger half of kids last year, middle school wise, but we're up even more now. I mean, we'll probably be top three or top four in our entire league. 
uh, bigger than even most of the big schools, middle school wise. So our youth numbers are up. Um, but and then once we cycle out the small senior class, our, our high school numbers should be up pretty big too. So it's kind of just the slow build, the slow process. Um, we redid our helmets, so they're now blue uh, with chrome decals, which looks really good. Last year, they were already red, so I didn't really have a say on that. Um, so there's a lot of things still overhauling. Uh, we've done a lot better with the nutrition part, which has been a big aspect of me. I've spent, as a staff and as a football program combined, I mean, we probably have spent some, three three plus thousand dollars on just nutrition. Mm-hmm. We, we have a very, I mean, it was part of our district, very low socioeconomic and um, they're not getting the nutrition they need at home. That's right. that's for a variety of reasons, but that's one thing we're trying to at least curb, at least for injury prevention purposes. I mean, it should also help muscle growth, but from an injury prevention purpose, um, it should help as well. So, um, I always forget you're in charge of middle school because up here that's not not the case. It's not a part of it. It varies on schools here. Like if you, if you typically, if you have only like one middle school going to one high school, usually you have a big say into your staff and what's going on down there. But I've also been at districts where there's four high schools in the district and there's like 12 middle schools. You have no, that's, that doesn't even factor into what you're able to do. Um, so it kind of just varies, but there's, there's good, goods and bads with it. Like with everything, just like, how involved you are with peewees there's good and bad with it as well um so it is what it is and like i said you're just trying to get them and be supportive and get their numbers up i mean it, it helps i teach seven through 12 during the day too so like okay. i'll have seventh and eighth graders part of the day and then i'll have high school kids so just kind of what i teach kind of lends the that being helpful yeah here there's some middle school that don't have football it's you know where i work i guess now there's no high middle school football it's all done through the town program but then the, like well yeah like a, you can call it peewee yeah. but it's up to eighth grade or whatever and then where i was coaching basketball because i no longer coach at three different high schools now it's all now two you know See, can, why can't we just get that down to one like trying but you know what money talks so when you want to pay me to do it i'm gonna do it i know um but the where I was coaching basketball at, they have so many middle schools because there's three high schools they feed into. Yeah. They all have football. But like you said, since it feeds into three high schools, not one of those high school coaches is going to have a say in what goes on. Exactly. Um, then right. where I'm at now, you just the only thing we can do is have a relationship with the program. Uh, like they're called the Cowboys, so everybody knows they're the Cowboys. But you have to have that relationship. But the problem is when you get into those things, then you get guys from different towns. So it's not just the kids in your town. It's towns around you that feed into it. So you can go watch them and say, oh, my God, that kid's a stud. What high school is he going to? Is he coming here? You think he's going to your high school? No, he's going to such and such. Okay. And then you got to deal with the Catholic schools around here popping their heads in and being like, not recruiting them. They don't recruit them, but they pop their head in. I'll deal with the same issues with that, though. That's I mean, I got a couple kids – in some of my programs that could end up still in a better schools. Like, I mean, they just, because they got older, relative, older siblings who go to the nurse school because of a variety of reasons. So that's kind of something you got to keep an eye on. And it is what it is. I mean, that's the unfortunate part is, I mean, um, luckily, I mean, one of the schools that usually would take a lot of our kids just closed open enrollment just because of 
new houses and size of buildings and stuff. So that'll like long-term help us, but we still have some other schools that we got to worry about. But I mean, here's, here's the thing. You start winning, that problem goes away. I mean, that's the, that's the fact of the world. Now, how do you win and get there? That's a whole different co- concept, but um, whatever. That's, that's what it is. Um, I was going to say something smart ass. No, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, because now a basketball job opened up at my school that I work at and coach football at, and he's like, hey, come on. So I hopped yeah. on. So now I'm down. Then I'm like, you made fun of me already. Coach baseball at another high school. And uh, yeah. you can hit me all you want. I loved it. I loved it. Like, I, I get why people like baseball and coach it, but it's just not my – it's too slow for me. That's my personal opinion. Like, I tell all our – I mean, I don't I – have, we have a crap ton of baseball kids on our football team. That's fine. Go go play summer baseball. Have fun. Go enjoy. Go, go enjoy. Like I'll try to if you if they're nearby, I'll try to catch one. I, I don't guarantee anything, but like it's just it's. But again, I'm not. I, I, I'm football most of the year, anyways. So, um, but like I said, to each of their own with what they coach, what they play. Um, but yeah. Well, I coached track for seven years, so a part of it was do something different. That was a part of it. Another thing in the suburbs, it's hard to do basketball and track at the same time because the reason why I lost my other lost the other track job was because basketball goes into like end of February, March now. I don't remember it doing that when I was growing up, but up here it does. And track starts in the middle of February. Like middle of February, they'll have a track meet that's an indoor meet. And so it's like, well, you can you be at the track meet? I'm like, well, I might have a basketball game that day. Yeah. And so it's very hard to do basketball and track where you have that overlap. But with basketball and baseball, there is really no overlap. Yeah. And so I didn't have a spring sport. I honestly wasn't going to. I had this mind, Coach Bancher. I was like, I'm going to do podcasts in all spring. This is going to be it. And then RAD went to high school with the head baseball coach at this other school. He had said something to me about, hey, I have we don't have stipends here, but if you need a spring sport, I could probably help you out. Yeah. So then I talked to the baseball coach. I've never coached baseball in my life. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I played it. I just haven't coached it at the high school level. I helped out youth before, but like not high school. And then he goes, all you, all I got to teach you is the lineup stuff and you're good. He's like, you're a coach. You'll figure it out. And so maybe freshman B moved on over there and I had a blast. Now you said it is moving slow. I will say this and I don't care who hears it. Out of all three sports, that was the easiest one for a couple reasons. When you call a timeout, there's still a bit strategic to it, is it not? Like football, like, yeah. hey, tweak this. Baseball, I would call a timeout to go talk to the pitcher, and it's just, how are we feeling? You doing all right? Is everything good? Like, I could tell them different things, like their technique, but that was it. So there wasn't this huge pressure in baseball, and I loved it. But like you said, the only thing that was bad about it was the weather. We canceled so many games, rescheduled so many games, and then there's a bus driver shortage. So, like, if we scheduled a bus for 3.30, we didn't get it until sometimes 4, 15, 4.30. And the baseball game started at 4.30. So that was a whole other hassle when they have a bus driver shortage. There was one time the high school had 27 sporting event buses scheduled or whatever, and there was only, like, 18 bus drivers. That's a problem. So they have to go drop kids off at their sporting event, come back, get the next one, go to a different town, and do this and that. So I learned very quickly some of the coaches were being like jerks to the bus drivers. I said, nope, I will never be a jerk to this bus driver. 
they pick us up. They apologize for being late. And I'm like, nope, there's a shortage. Whatever, move on. Don't know if that's um, happening over there, but it's happening here. Oh, no, there's staff shortages everywhere right now. Like, I mean, that's like teaching. I mean, we're, I mean, we got positions we still got to fill. And we're in July now, which is odd. I mean, we, I mean, we had some bus driver issues during the season, and I think shortage-wise, and I think well, part of that was I think some bus drivers got COVID or they got sick, and so I mean, you're, it's hard to find substitute bus drivers anyway, especially for rural schools. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's like finding substitute teachers. I mean, that's that's God, that's magical too to find some of those. I mean, yeah, and then like because all the all the good subs go to the districts that pay a stupid amount of money, like. Rural school can't match some of these bigger school districts. I mean, they just can't. I mean, it's not their fault. It's just there's different income levels. No, because some, some up here are moving to like two or three hundred dollars a day for these subs, and a part of me is like, maybe you do that. Yeah, but that's whew, that's good money. Now, I will also say, where you are, the cost of living is a little bit more, so it's kind of that it, factor too. Yes. Um, well, because some subs up here when it first started was like 175 maybe and at the time. And I'm like, that's still pretty good. Because I'm, I'm used to like where I'm from where it's like, hey, you get 90 bucks or 100 bucks a day. And that's, yeah. what, I, that's what I'm thinking. Then they raise it like 200. And I and there's some rumblings of people like, we've got to raise it to like 250 or so. And I'm like, what? Part of me is like, I'll just go be a sub. And then there's some schools are starting to hire permanent subs. So they're there in the building and they'll pay them upwards of like 30 or 40 an hour to be there. And they only have to be, they'll have to be there for like five or six hours. Yeah. But you don't get any you insurance. Do you got to do what you got to do to get people there. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, but there's no insurance either. That's the other issue. Yeah. But that'll, that'll start changing too. I mean, I know some school districts that do offer insurance for those full-time internals. I mean, that well, depending on the district, if you want people and you want to keep people, you'll you'll give them insurance. I mean, that's just it's a natural progression. It's like just finding teachers right now. You want to start paying better, or you're, or you're going to, have to re overhaul how you get teachers because I know there's some schools that their colleges they're at like all time lows of people going into teaching. Oh, it's the same here. Same here. There's going to be just, an issue. It, it, I mean, so you're going to overhaul and like our state's not like some states are really friendly about getting non-teachers teaching licenses and how to do that. Like our state is not. They're going they're going to, have to fix that problem here soon. Like we're very it's, it's a lot harder to get a teaching license in the state of Ohio than it is a lot of states. And it's not like we're like the premier payers either. Like we're like middle of the road nationally in terms of pay. That's how Illinois was that it, be, it was very, very hard to be a teacher. And now they're going back. Because it was easy-ish, and then when I got into it to try to do it, they made it harder. Yeah. Now they're going back, and they want to change it all up, which is good. But you're going to change it too late where people don't want to do it anymore. And then I know people that are getting out because they don't want to teach anymore. Oh, no, yeah. I, I've seen that all across the board is people just getting out of teaching in general. So it is what it is. I mean, adjust, adapt. That's all you can do as it you go from there. Don't worry. Me and Coach Arnett talked about that on the last time I talked to him. Oh, I love that man so much. I need to reach out to him again before the season starts. I texted him the other day just to text him. And even – I'm going to say this. Even texting that man, he'll send something to you and you just want to run through a brick wall. 
Like even just yeah. a text. I said, I'm going to just text them right now. You get him back on. I'm going to get him back on. What a great guy. What a great guy. Like, I, I didn't care about getting him on. Like, he's just, he's just a good human being. That's the thing. Like, him and then Matt Bennett is the other one. Like, as much as we bust each other's balls. Like, I have talked to Matt Bennett more in the past three weeks. Just talking about other coaches and, and some scheme stuff. Like, we're just going back and forth. Like, it's been a good time. I haven't really talked to him. He, I will say this. It, it was like before his wedding. I was asleep. Did he FaceTime you? No, I forgot to. Um, I forgot to tell him. Congrats on getting married. So, let's do that now too while we're talking. He tried to Thanks. FaceTime me one night, and I didn't know. Well, I was asleep. It was like eleven o'clock my time, and I saw it, and I go, "Why did Why did Bennett try to FaceTime me? At 11, that's midnight their time." So I texted him later on in the day, and I was like, did I miss an important FaceTime? Like, what happened? And he was like, oh, we were just trying to see who would answer. Then he got married, like, that very next day. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Yeah. Boom. We would talk to him more if Coach Sheffer liked us. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, he just hasn't been doing podcasts lately, so I don't know what's going on there. So, I mean, but – is what it is. Like I said, to me and you will talk. Us and Bennett will talk and kind of go from there. That's all we kind of can do is just, yeah. I'm like, that's the thing. Like, I kind of feel bad because I have so many people I've talked to. It's hard to keep up with everybody. That's my biggest thing is just, like, I feel bad. But at the same time, it's like, it's hard when you've had 500-plus videos on your YouTube channel and you're trying to be a head football coach. It's kind of like, uh, like that's why, like, when I get the Facebook notification on birthdays. I have so many Facebook friends, quote unquote, from football and football stuff. It's just like I don't even comment really on any of them because there, there's like twelve a day, and I'm just like, I, nah, I can't. No, that's why me and Coach Coach Prevost were like, we don't know how you do it. We were saying that we don't know how, and I told him I was like, he's not even seeing the big part. I said you should have seen him during COVID. Oh, like I said, it was unhealthy. It, it, it was generally unhealthy. Like, um, I said, there was time you're doing like five a day and then you'd hop on Sheffers at night. Like, I'll oh, just hop on this one too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, it was just unhealthy. We're also like, I mean, we were, I was, we were teach, um, teaching-ish during the day. But there wasn't, like, as live it was jump on, get X, Y, Z done. And and it wasn't, like, hardcore what, you, what I do on a daily basis right now. So. Oh, yeah, you were an assistant coach. You didn't have to have all these other extra that, responsibilities. That, again, like I said, you weren't teaching. I mean, you were technically still teaching full-time, but not really. Like, it was a different – Teaching full time now is completely different than what it was during COVID. Well, because were you Zoom at all? Or you guys were back in person. Uh, we weren't even full Zoom. I mean, we were. I mean, you had several options. Like you'd m- maybe meet with them for, like once a week, and a lot of it was just posting stuff in Google Classroom, mm-hmm. and and then having office hours to if somebody had some questions. So like it's it wasn't even. I mean, now I teach 
five to six classes a day. I mean, and that's how, I mean, that's how it was pre COVID too. I mean, pre COVID I was four to six classes a day, depending on what was going on. So, I mean, it's just a different, yeah. So, so. Going, going back to football, I, I veer off a little bit. We missed coach Sheffer's podcast, but I just want to put that out there. We'll tag him in some stuff. Yeah. Um, what you you said you're redoing your strength and we talked before what have you revamped um i've revamped our entire speed and agility program so i mean i think people who follow me would know like i've had tony holler on i've had i've had joey uh i'm gonna butcher his last name and i don't mean to Garacio um on i've had the rhode island strength coach on and it's and those last two will come out over the next several weeks but um just like it's it's a lot more jump rest recovery speed days support days i don't like non-speed days i don't, I don't like that term either it's support mm-hmm. day um and so it's it's a lot of systematic okay what day do we run what day we don't run uh, and do support stuff what is the support stuff um the lifting i'm still massively overhauling trying to figure out the right balance for our kids I mean, we're stronger than we were last year, but I feel like there's still missing pieces to where we get into it. I started adding like basic isometrics to kind of help with that after talking to Tony, Joey, and um, kind of reading some stuff. I mean, obviously we're not doing like the split squat holds and the um, some of the bench isometrics and the uh, stuff that Joey's doing, but there's basic isometrics you can do like wall sits wall sit is technically an isometric mm-hmm. um high planks are technically an alt isometric as long as you're doing them right as long as you don't have the kids that have their arms out far from you need your arms underneath your shoulders stuff like that um i've added some like banded bench because I, I, we, we can we can jerry rig that based off how our things are set up and it's i can make sure that's safe i haven't gotten to the banded like squats yet because i don't I don't have a setup to where I like how it is to where it's safe. Mm-hmm. Not going to risk safety. Um, but this, so those are those things we started moving. Like we deadlifted a lot in the spring. I haven't really done it much this summer because I don't want to risk back injuries this summer. And yes, it's, it all comes down to form, but I, I, they're still high school kids. They're still try. I mean, they're going to try to do too much weight. Right. It's hard when you have 40 kids in a weight room to keep an eye on every single one of them at the exact same time. I mean, you split as much as you can, but like I said, form form comes first, and I'm not risking a back injury in July. Um, so like we're we're big. I do a lot of front squat, a lot of back squat, uh, bench, banded bench are kind of the main core four that I kind of mess with right now. We'll do some push press too, um, but I mean the main thing is the speed and agility part. Is how much running, what type of running, um, we time virtually everything that's major like i time 40s about once a week we time flying 10s about once a week shuttles about once a week we'll do a figure eight every couple weeks uh we have we've set up kind of like if you see that if you look a lot on twitter they they have like this curve with like a rope that Uh people run we've kind of set that up on our track to where you can run curve um i don't know if it's the exact same distance but it's kind of the same thing it's pretty much you should be able to complete in under 10 seconds Uh um what, flying 15s and the reason we do 15s instead of 20s is because when the weather sucks i can run a 15 in my weight room i can't run 20 there's not enough stopping distance 
Right. So that's how we have adapted that. Um, and then with a crap ton of more jumps, like vertical jumps, broad jumps, box jumps, depth jumps, single leg jumps. Like you, I mean, it's a lot more of those. Um, and then we focus a lot more on injury prevention stuff. So like the depth jump is kind of classified in that ankle flexibility and ankle movements, just laying on your back or standing and moving your ankle in circles and stuff. Um, deceleration drills, which I really stole from Joey. I mean, there's great to accelerate, but how do you decelerate? Um, so that's kind of that gambit of stuff. And like I said, still being overhauled. Like I got a stack of books in my room right now that I'm going to read over the next couple weeks that Joey recommended. Um, and like, I'm, I'll read one of them, try to get most of them, one of them done today. Um, why let this video edit, edit, oh, not edit, um, transfer so I can get on, get another set to premiere uh, video for my YouTube because I got like the next three weeks already edited out. So, um, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, because we talked before, my friend's really big in it. And the bad thing is, he just gives me the gist of it. Like the times yeah. I've talked to him, I really have to sit down with him for like a long time for him to like really go about it. And the first time he talked to me about it, he goes, if you, he was at a school coaching girls track. He goes, if you come watch one of my offseason practices or going into the season, you would think we're the laziest team you've ever seen in your life. And I said, why? He goes, because we'll run really hard for like five minutes or whatever it is, whatever they're doing, or their hard sprint, whatever they're doing. Then they sit for five minutes and they do nothing. He goes, people probably drive by and we're sitting down and they're probably like, what the hell is going on? He goes, but I'm resetting the body. And he says, that's the gist of how you get faster. And he goes, there's way more into it. He goes, but that's like an easy thing. And he's big on the Alabama strength coaches. And he goes, they don't sprint after Wednesday. Like what's Wednesday hits, they don't run anymore. Because yeah. they no, run no, so they're, hard. They're, the Alabama guys are really good. And they, that's, that's what helped Indiana big. Um, but again, there's, there, I mean, it, it, you, if you look on Twitter and you just look at strength coaches, that's, the, that's where strength and speed and agility are going. Like across the board, everybody's got a little different way of doing it. But across the board, like even high school, middle school, like the really good programs that post stuff, it's all the same stuff. Like it's just the Neanderthals have to kind of update with the times um, or they're going to get passed, passed by. Like it's not 95, 2005 anymore. Like you're not, not like gassers. Like I, I kind of have an opinion of people at this point. If you're just going to run gassers in practice, like it's just not. You're making your kids slower. That's all you're doing. Like, I mean, yeah, you're you may be increasing endurance depending on what you're doing, but you're, you're just making your kids slower and more tired throughout the week. And there are factors. How often does a kid get full speed in a gasser? Like, but you know what? If I tell this kid I'm going to go time of forty, he's going to want to set a PR. Like yeah. I, I have two kids that bring track spikes that every time we run on the track, mm-hmm. that's because they, they, they won't because they know it's going to help them. Fine, right. wear your track spikes. I don't care. I'm not going to tell kids they have to go buy track spikes, but if you run track, you want to bring your spikes, go right ahead. You can go zooming down down the court. Like this is like. Well, then, like, how many kids have bad running form? So this, oh. so for us, uh, it's bad. We do running for them three. So we're four days a week right now, really three, because the other day is a camp day. Three of the four days a week, we do running for them. We do it every day. We like we do base running form stuff, at least on the fence, three days a week. Um, 
and then two of those days they'll they'll move they'll pretty much do extra running form stuff like my my co dc is pretty good at putting together that program for the running form but yeah that and then like i said the ankle flexibility i don't want sprained ankles right uh i have zero zero desire for that yeah then there's some like one rep maxes are kind of gone they're they're good for a measurement for when you can go do the rest of your workout but like the whole like we're gonna max every two weeks i don't know i feel like that's we gone do, we do a little bit more of it in the off season right and, but- and and, and I'm not really a big fan of it personally, but the kids love it and love doing it. So it's kind of that concession with, okay, where I want to be, but at the same time getting kids enthusiastic about the weight room. Um, so, like, we'll max out bench-wise two Mondays from now. No, sorry, one Monday from now because it's our lift-a-thon. So, and they'll be able to do all that. But outside of that, I, Team Builder calculates their maxes based off what they're lifting for me anyways. Right. So I don't really like we won't max out again until January after Monday. Like true that like we'll go through our cycles. I think the other big thing like high school coaches miss is like deload weeks. Like just to reset your body. Like we did a deload week right before we went on our break this past week. Um because it was the end of our cycle and it's kind of just like you, your body needs to recover. Like it also depends on sports. So who who's I talking to the other day? I was talking to a college guy and he was talking about we we're talking about deload. And he's like, yeah, my, I give my football program a deload week. I give like our basketball program a deload week because they look pretty hard. But he's like, some of these other sports that lift twice a week, mm-hmm. I don't give them deload weeks because I mean they don't lift enough to to get one. Right. So um, I think that's I mean because I don't remember ever having in high school a deload week when I was in school. Like, no. but it makes it makes so much sense. Like it's a week to kind of reset your body before you start a new cycle. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. It's like, it's like the feed the cat stuff. It makes sense. Why not time everything? Of course, too much running is going to make you tired. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Like I, I, have, I have kids ask me why we don't do stairs at this point. And I'm like, because it makes you slower. Like it does, it, it's nothing to, like I just like fundamentally, I just don't believe in it. And that's I'm trying to convert some of our other coaches. Like I, I, I forwarded our softball coach, all of our feed the cat stuff. Like here, here's Tony Howard's YouTube channel. This is our philosophy. Like and we kind of did a little bit of it last year without knowing it. Like, we ran way too much last summer. Like we really did. I I, I was an idiot. Um, but during the season, I don't think once during the season we ran gassers. No, that... we st- stayed fairly fresh. 
I mean, I know some of the seniors were confused by it, but like, I know if you're moving well enough in practice, you'll be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll still time kids probably twice a week once we get in the season this year. I'll do probably Monday and Wednesday. I'll time kids. Yeah. And we'll do yoga because I'm not certified in RPR yet. I'll do probably yoga instead. Mm-hmm. It's a more concept. It's not, I know it's not RPR. Um, and I don't pretend to know everything about RPR. That's again something I would love to get certified in. I have a buddy who's RPR. He's a head football coach in Southeast Ohio, and he also is a head track coach. He he's he does some RPR with his kids. So I would love that's kind of the next that and a master's in exercise science are kind of my next two goals. Yeah, it's crazy that way back when that's all we did. You we had a thing called twelve minutes of hell and you ran for twelve minutes, and every time you blow the whistle, you change your speed. And I, because it's supposed to represent like a quarter of football and this is no offense to my head coach. That's just what things were done. That's what you did. Yeah. And that's, that's totally new. And that's, that's the problem. And like, and Tony Holler talks about, everybody talks about that. It's like, you gotta, what, just because it's always been done, doesn't make it right. Right. Like, I mean, it is what it is, but like, I, I'd, I'd rather, what's the science? Like, I, I've had a couple parents because I because I put out a weekly itinerary. I've had a couple parents make a comment about because uh, what for Friday, Saturday, Sunday my, I put in there for the itinerary rest, recovery, sleep. I had one parent yell at her kid because he tried to just sleep in until like noon and they have a farm. Mm. Like, well, as much as I want you to have rest, recovery, sleep, I don't supersede your parent. As much as I would love for you, if you live on a farm, you live on a farm, you need to get work done. That's not that's not a conversation. But right. like again. And like that's even like Tony. One big thing is sleep, and I'm I'm with them 100. Like, and our kids don't get enough sleep, and there's a variety of reasons for that. It's home life, it's the cell phone, it's technology, it's video games, it's nutrition affects your sleep. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into it, but sleep, rest, recovery, it, it's so paramount. So, well, and then uh, they're not used to that. I had a kid ask me, are we doing Oklahoma drill? Because I was getting bags on. I said, first of all, how do you know what that is? Second of all, no. That's stupid. But coach, didn't you do that when you played? And I was like, yeah, that's what's wrong with me. Like, that's why we're not doing it. Yeah, we don't do a true Oklahoma anymore. We have like a modified one where it's actually like handoff. Like, it's that it's that multi-level one. Mm-hmm. Like, just because it, it simulates some things. And the kid, for like the first, we do it the first same day and then that's it. Like, but again, we don't do the old school, like, hardcore no i don't do the old school hard oklahoma drill um but yeah like i said again but we see it every year like especially in the spring those stupid peewee videos of oh. their contact like that that's part of me why part of me was like k-6 just make a flag yes like this this is why people hate our sport is stupid yes. stuff like this is that is that 80 89 of peewee coaches no most co- peewee coaches don't do this dumb stuff but that five to ten to twenty percent that does do the stupid stuff that's how we lose kids, and I, and I don't want to lose kids. That's what people see. Like you said, it's it's always the small amount that's the loudest. So when that happens just one time and they see it, they're like, everybody does that. And I try to tell – I try – I'm a freshman – I'm the head freshman basketball coach. So my part of my job, which I took upon myself, which is not assigned to me, I just do it as I promote other sports. So during June of basketball camp, I told them, like, hey, you're here to play basketball, which is great. And at the end, I say, okay, if you have any interest in playing other sports, you have to let me know. So I can point you to the right direction because I know the head coaches. I said, now I'm biased. If you want to play football, I'll hook you up. But if you want to go do another sport, let me know. But a kid, I asked, why don't you play football? 
because he looks like a football player and he goes, I just do basketball. And he goes, we're a little worried about football. And I had to tell him like how much safer we are. I said, we don't do this dumb stuff. Like it's so much safer than when we all played. I said, the helmets are better. The, the, the way we run, it's better. Like I said, I, I was like, I remember we had to earn water breaks. Like you had, like you don't get water today. Like that type of stuff. Very rarely did that happen, but it's like, oh, we're gonna get water. Nope, go do this now. Like now it's like when a kid asks for water, we don't question it. We don't do the stupid drills. We don't do all that other stuff. And now we probably get more towards kids' bodies. Like you said, if it's squat day, but their body's just not reacting right, then modify it. Do this. It's not yeah. forcing this on them. Well, I have kids that like, Coach, I'm so-and-so's wrong. Like, okay, just like if we're at squat day, just do the bar only. Yep. Like, that way you at least stretch out your body. Like, mm-hmm. again, it's just times have changed. It is what it is. So, uh, it's okay though. Like, some of it, you know, like you said, gassers, you don't do, you don't do this, you don't do this anymore, which is cool. I mean, part of it's like, oh, we all did this, but part of it's like, but we have to move on. Is it going to circle back one day? Maybe. Who knows? But for right now, this is what it is. I remember running stadium stairs. And I just, with science, I doubt it. I doubt it will ever circle back. I mean, <coughs> personally, but yeah. Um, why are you a Lakers fan? I wanted to bring that up. Because uh, I, grew, I grew up when Shaq and Kobe were, were Lakers, and I love Shaq with all my, like, not only is he entertaining, but he, like, in his prime, he was a freak of nature. Like, I don't think you've seen anybody near him. Like, just a genetic freak. I mean, when he was in his prime, he could move and just destroy people. I guess, he, does it, can he make free throws? No, that was not his art form. But you also, he would just dunk on you all day long and you weren't going to, I mean, he'd leave with 28 and 12. Like, I mean, yeah. And then Kobe was just fantastic as well. I mean, he just couldn't stay healthy towards the end. That's not his fault. Yeah, that's not his fault. Like, but I will say this. You, you can't respect a man more that tore his Achilles and then still shot a free throw before he walked up, limped off the court. Like, okay, respect. Like, now have they struggled recently? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we got one random championship with LeBron. But have they struggled recently? Yes. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, like I said, I, we still got plenty of championships, and um, I've had enough in my lifetime. And also, Nasi. It offset me being a Bengals fan for the longest time. I mean, I, I, I need I needed at least one sport where I had winning, and they were the that like. And I lived in San Antonio at the time when the Lakers were good, so it's either be a San Antonio Spurs fan or a Lakers fan. And Ooh. as much as I respect the Spurs and that organization, they, I mean, Shaq and Kobe were just. It's hard not hard to ignore that part. Were you going to be killed in San Antonio because? No. Lakers now, bounced them a few times. And there was actually quite a few Lakers fans there. Like, I mean, yeah, most of the city supports San Antonio. But, I mean, you got to remember at that point, that's kind of really the first major instance where they were starting to get popular and really good. I mean, they've had on and off spurts here and there, but they've only been around since, like, the 70s. And the Lakers have been good on and off since the, the 50s. Or 60s or whatever it was. I mean, you had the Showtime Lakers in the 70s. You had Magic Johnson in the 80s. You went in the 90s with Kareem. I mean, and Worthy. And then there was that lull period in the 90s. But then you had Shaq and Kobe. And then you've 
had Kobe and Paul Gasol, and now you've had LeBron, um, and then possibly LeBron, Kyrie Irving, and Anthony Davis here in about a week. I mean, I I, I think what I'll say is Russell Westbrook is a great basketball player. It's just not a good fit for some reason. Like, it's that's not his. I mean, that is what that is. But so if if, if it, I mean, they also need to. And I think they've done a good job at signing younger role-playing people, which last year they, I mean, they were trying to cobble a bunch of older veterans and some iffy pieces together that it just did like, is it's boom or bust is either going to really work or didn't. And well, it didn't, that is what it is. See, I did not know this about you. I didn't know you were yeah. a Lakers fan. Now, now here's the thing. Like I won't watch regular season basketball. No, I can't. It's like, it's, it's like baseball. There's too many dang games. Like, 82 barely student basketball games and like 160 baseball. That's too much for me. Like, give me one a week. I'm ha- I'm good. So, like, playoffs, I'll watch. It's just like college basketball. I'll watch March Madness. I'm not watching the regular season unless it's a stupidly big game. There's too many games. or Like, 30 games. I'm good. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch more college basketball than I will NBA. But when you coach basketball, I don't have time either. <clears throat> so, the best I can do is try to watch my Illinois play. Like, that's the only thing I can do. And for podcast purposes, like my most viewed video was about Illinois football for some reason. I don't know why, but it is. And one of my most other viewed was a Illinois basketball episode. So for that purpose, I watch every Illinois game. But I do not watch NBA hardly anymore because it's it's just, it is what it is. But I did not know that. See, I, I was a Lakers guy too because of Kobe and Shaq. But I was a Bulls guy because I live here. Yeah. But I mean, that's just respecting greatness right there. Like, let's be honest, The Last Dance is probably one of the greatest documentaries that ever exist. And like, I, yeah, it's just respecting greatness. Well, I grew and up. I grew up with Michael Jordan on the TV. Yeah. Well, that's that's all Kobe was. Kobe was just a. It is like Michael Jordan two point I mean, he because he, he. I mean, Michael Jordan was his mentor, and he just took the bits and pieces that. And he says it right in that documentary. There is no Kobe without Michael. I mean, that's just right. so like, and they, they both have that addictive win at all costs mindset, which you don't see. Like it's rare. Like that mindset is it's the Tom Brady mindset. It's the Tiger Woods mindset of it's, it's borderline unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And, but you, you, it, it wins. Tom Brady retiring for a month. I mean, like, I can't do this. I have to yeah. go back. <laughs> I have to go back to football. Oh, that's, I mean, when that's all you know for 20 years, it's hard. It, you see it all the time in, in, in every profession. Like, people just, I mean, when you've done something for so long, what do you do when you stop? Like, well, you get sent to the grocery store and you're like, nope, this is not for me. I'm not, I'm not taking the kids to school. I'm not going grocery shopping. I'm going to play football again. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. But he still paid a stupid amount of money to do it, too. That's it's not, it's not like he's, he's about to take a massive pay cut. I mean, get paid. Enjoy life. Well, he's about to get paid to do broadcasting. Huge money. Yeah, but like some people adapt really well to that. Some people, it's it's just not enough. That's the thing. Like, I mean, yeah, Tony Romo has exceeded expectation, been phenomenal. But like Drew Brees didn't enjoy it. Bruce Arians, when he stopped coaching, didn't enjoy it. Like, I mean, it's it's you're still trying to find you're giving you're giving up an atmosphere in sports where it's you're on and you're competitive all the time. So now you're just, Oh, I'm just talking to people. Like it's just, it's just, it's a different concept. True. But I also hate LeBron James. Now I can't even do anything with the Lakers. Like screw uh, I, I, I wouldn't say I hate LeBron James, but I am not a Le, like a hardcore LeBron fan by any means, but Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If it gets my Lakers in our championship, oh well. There's an asterisk I, next to that championship. It was in the bubble. It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. I, I don't, Throw it, it out. It's just you can say asterisk all you want, and you can put an asterisk next to it. You still won. That's that's what matters. Like, throw it out. It, There's no home court it, advantage. It, throw it out. It's like everything else. Like, yes, you can put the asterisks on there or whatever, but at the same time, a win's a win. Like, it doesn't matter how it happens. I, I mean, usually say that, but since it's LeBron, throw it out. Like, just just get rid of it. Yeah. Just throw it out. I'm very. I can get very heated about LeBron James. I'm just like, throw it out. I just, I hate him that much. It's mainly because of the fans, is why I hate him. But, like, that's why people hate Dallas Cowboys is because of the fans. I'm the same way with LeBron. Like, I probably would have liked him, but then it was the fans. I'm like, I can't do it. Can't do it no more. Can't do it. Um, when are you going to be a Division three college football coach, Coach? 
I don't know. Well, I I just take everything easier, Devon. I got I got to rebuild this program first, and then, like I said, we'll see what happens. Like, I mean, I, the one thing my mother taught me was, I mean, don't necessarily you don't have to go necessarily hunt for jobs, but it doesn't hurt to listen if people call you. I mean, so like, I mean, would I at some point like to coach college football? Probably at least get the experience and see what's like and decide if I like it. But at the same time, I have a really good job right now um, with a pretty good administration and fairly good kids. And we're trending in the right direction. Do we have a great year one? No, but like I said, a lot of things are trending in the right direction in terms of numbers, strength, and speed. So we'll see what, what goes on. Yeah. I put you on the spot to be a jerk, but no, I was listening to a podcast this morning. It was the uh, beyond X's and O's with Trent Dilfer. Okay. He had Lincoln Riley on, and one thing that he was asking him about was like, what would you tell a young coach? And he goes, focus on the moment. Like, you'll get where you're going. Like, don't worry about, like, he was speaking in college terms, but then Trent Dilfer brought it back to high school, and he was like, just just focus on what you're doing now, and then the other stuff will fall. Like, if you're doing the best you can, you're a head football coach, you're doing the best you can, and then one day somebody calls you for a better job years down the line, but you focused on what you were doing and not pers- like some of these people that do GAs, they're like, I'm going to be a division one college football coach. And they just look too far forward. Yep. Um, and it depends on the situation. Like I was a volunteer up here for a year. I was looking for a job because I was like, I have to get paid. Like there's, there's that type of thing where you're doing it for free. But when you finally get it and you're getting a stipend or whatever, like, okay, I'm going to be the best at that job. And then another one will fall, you know? So, I didn't want to put you on the spot. I want to see how you answer it, but you answered it the right way of like, just focus on this now. And then whatever happens, like it happens. It just, yeah. you tell the kids that too. Like it's, if you trust the process of what you're doing, it's going to happen eventually. Um, yeah. We're going through the same thing that you are like trying to rebuild this. We talked about it. Like we have like 30 freshmen out, which is fantastic. If we can keep them, which is part of the goal. Um, but it's culture building. COVID killed it. Um, we changed it up this summer. June was all strength and conditioning. So that way we wouldn't battle basketball and travel baseball. Like, Hey, now you have the opportunity. We'll have the weight room open. We'll have the field open. If you want to do basketball, you're going to get running and basketball. You're going to play baseball. You're doing something. Now it's July. Now it's all football. We have all football camp all of July. Cause we get like 25 contact days. We can go the whole month of July if we wanted like every day. And but we're trying to do fun things like we do competition Wednesdays. You're gonna your your squad group earns points. That's very fun for them. One day here we're gonna have like a pool day. Like, hey, you we're gonna go to the pool. Maybe we try to grill for them. Like that's part of rebuilding the culture is how do we make it fun? How do we do things? And then as coaches, we had a meeting, like we can't be mad. And they all look at me for some reason. Like we can't be mad, and then they look at me. Because O-line coaches, we get the most yeah. frustrated. But those are things we're doing. It sounds like you're doing the same thing of like, how do we build program? How do we make it fun? How do we make it them to buy into it? And the ones that want to buy into it are going to buy into it and you do well. The ones that don't, they won't stick around very long. So we're, we're battling all of that as well. Um, but then we also lost four or five coaches in the offseason. Yeah. And that was tough. And we've already seen the side effects of like trying to build in new coaches. And that's another problem. Cause I think you kept most of your staff, right? Like they all. 
Yeah, I, I got rid of one and then added technically three. Okay. Uh, we had to split some contracts. I got another coach in the building, so we now got counting myself three high school in the building and one middle school in the building. So if I ever get fired, I'll go to Ohio to Northwestern High School. I mean, we have like we have jobs open every year. I mean that's the thing. I mean, or I'll find which. Speaking of which, we are looking for an intervention specialist right now. I don't know by the time this comes, when this comes out, if we'll still have it open, but it's open right now if anybody's looking for an intervention specialist job. Or I'll just go to Arnett in Texas. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, when my daughter turns 18, though, like, I, I, I can leave the state. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to, but at that point, I am, I am allowed to the bolt. And, yeah, <coughs> south, south, the southwest – like Utah, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, part of Colorado. I don't really want the flat side. No offense, but I want like mountains if I'm going to go to Colorado. Like that's kind of the point of going to Colorado. Um, Texas, um, Arkansas, I wouldn't mind. Um, it's not a bad state to drive through. Uh, those are kind of where I look. Um, Missouri, Missouri is beautiful in the winter, so that's tempting. My buddy just got a job down there, so this off season. What did you think of the Chicago suburbs when you came to the Glacier? I've been to that Glacier twice. It's a, it's a nice area. Like, we enjoyed. We ate. Um, and then we, had, went, we got Mexican one time, and then I forget what we got the uh, next night. But um, I forget what it was. But, yeah, no, I mean, we had it. I mean, I took all but, like, two of our staff members up. And so. I was so mad because I had baseball. Like, it was like. Yeah, no, we texted back and forth a little I bit. And, like so I, I enjoyed. Well, the funny thing is I also saw. Um, and I didn't realize it until I'm sitting there. I'm like, this dude looks familiar. I'm like, because the um, OC from Wisconsin, Oskosh, mm-hmm. and his O-line coach were in there talking. And the OC Wisconsin, Oskosh, now the head coach at another Wisconsin school. Um, I'm like, this dude looks familiar. Why does he look familiar? And then Don, about halfway, the O-line coach, that, that's an O-lineman from when I was in school. He was oh. a senior my freshman year. I'm like, that's who it is. Like, so I went up and talked to him a little bit afterwards. I'm like, so that was a good time too. And um, we got a lot of free stuff from like Gatorade. Gatorade's getting out a crap ton of like protein bars and stuff. So we took those back and I made a Gatorade purchase order. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. So like, it's always, I, I like I like doing at least one out of the state one every year um, just because it gets us away. Right. I get like – Cincinnati's nice, but everybody can drive home at night. And Columbus State Clinic is nice and all that. But I like to get out, whether it be going to the Pittsburgh Wing Tea Clinic, National Wing Tea Clinic, whether it be go to the Chicago Glacier. Um, I'd like to go to Nashville at some point just because I love Nashville. Um, I would love to go to AFCA. They were supposed to do that. COVID screwed me out of that because they were supposed to do it in Lexington that year. Mm-hmm. And so they covered that out. San Antonio, like, I would love to go to San Antonio. I could have stayed at my mom's, been good. But the problem is I'd have to take four days off of work, which ain't real. Like, I can, I can take two or three, but I don't have enough days for four. So it's just like. We get, we're allowed one for your sport. Yeah. So, like, we can take one off. We submit it. They're all good. So that's why, like, that very first one for us was better because it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, that's like I get three personal and then one for coaching. So, like, I could take four, but then I would have nothing for any of the other clinics. So, that's right. kind of like at risk reward. 
Well, I got screwed-ish out of all of those clinics because they had two at Chicago, one in February, one in March. The one in February, we went that first day. I had a basketball game. So I had to leave at like 3 or 4 o'clock for a basketball game. And then that one, the second one, I got a baseball gig. I didn't know it. And then I got it, and we had something, and I was like, I'm not – I wasn't prepared because I drive right by the town where it's in to get home. Um, Right on that 88, that expressway, I have to drive that to get home. And I just wasn't prepared, so I wasn't going to drive home, turn around, and go back to Oak Brook where it was. It's like I wasn't doing it. But it was only like 15 minutes, 12, 15-minute drive. Yeah. But I was very upset about it, very upset. And then people wanted me to do live podcasts there. They were like, hey, set it up and just do it live. <laughs> do something live. And I was like, I didn't think about that. But I didn't have the technology. Like, I was like, we can't do it. It's not going to work. Well, it just it wouldn't be to where you want it. Like, I've done, like, a sort of live one before. It's it's difficult. Like, it's not ideal. Phrase it that way. Like, you need some, some, ser- some decent tech set up to to do that and like that's money i don't feel like spending right now i'm I'm halfway there i have the sound pad and everything that's what i use like yeah so i have halfway there i just don't have another microphone i don't have an actual camera this is the webcam like i don't have (laughs) any of that and like you said i'm not going to spend even 50 bucks on it well you can you can use your phone if you got an iphone like that part's the easy part it's the um Again, it's all the other stuff, and make sure you have enough mics, and make sure it's set up correctly, and yeah, There's, it is what it is. What else did we say we we're going to talk about, Coach Banstra? Oh uh, God, what did I text you? Because we were going back and forth because you wanted to get me on, and I was like, "Fine, I'll talk about X, Y, Z." College uh, football expansion. What? What? Let's. First of all, they're just going to break away from the NCAA. That's that's what's going to happen. I just, I, I'm only be interested. I, I know, I know the big. The Big Ten, SEC, and the ACC are all kind of waiting to see what um, Notre Dame does. And I get why you want Notre Dame. I personally don't. Like, I don't – I think I, they're not going to leave the ACC. I mean, I know they'd get all that money, $150 million. They can negotiate getting that from the Big Ten. But they're not leaving the ACC. Like, they've for, fought they – they, they have denied the Big Ten for 40 years. It ain't going to change now. Um to me, to me, it's it's really you don't leak that you're getting USC and UCLA unless you're trying to get at least two to three hundred schools. Right. And I know, I know, Washington, Oregon have both applied, so I think they'll eventually take those two on. I'd want Oregon anyways. One, you get the Portland TV market, and you get your access to Nike. Yes. I mean, that's that's the common sense. Washington makes sense too because you get the Seattle TV market. Like to me, I'd offer both those, and I'd I'd, I'd call Colorado. That gives you the Denver TV market, and it gives you that five. You can put them in a pod. Like I, I forget what the like because Big Ten is big about being all the schools have to be research institutions. Um, for the God, give me one second because we were talking about that in our my other group chat the other day. Um, so all of them have to be. They have to be. Um... I forget. I forget what the exact name of the. Um, research institutions are, but all every Big Ten school is one. Um, that's why certain schools have never been a realistic. Um, it's not an engin- option. engineering. Do they have it's AAU membership, Associate okay. of American Universities. Um, so, like all the Big Ten schools are one, 
So if you look at um, the Pac-12, Arizona's one, Colorado's one, um, Cal is one, UCLA and USC are one. Um, trying to think if there's any other. Uh, Washington's one. Um, I don't know if Oregon's one or not. But also that stuff can be like negotiated. Like Oregon can commit to becoming one if they wanted to. I don't know what, how long that process takes. But oh no, sorry, you, Oregon is one. They've been one since 1969. So I'm looking at the list now. So there's there's your schools. Like take Arizona, take Colorado, take Oregon, take Washington as well. That way you can have a 16 pod, so you're guaranteed five without cro- like far crossovers. Um, and then there's the that's the easy part. And you could also take Stanford too if you want. Stanford's also one of them. But um, yeah, and then I saw a report yesterday that they may offer like the Fresno State and like San Diego State. But to me, at this point, if you're going to lose those two, and then there's a chance you lose um, Oregon and Washington, at that point, the Big Twelve just needs to swipe the rest of those teams. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like it's going to be the Big Ten, SEC. Then you're going to have. Big 12 pick up the rest, and the ACC is just kind of off on their own. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, there's there's two teams that might just get screwed in the Big 12, I mean, the Pac-12. Like, Washington State and Oregon State really don't fit the Big 12 model. No. So they're, they'll have to go to the Mountain West. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you'll have that and the ACC. But, there's, there, I mean, there's also reports <laughs> that, like, the SEC's back to talking to, like, Miami and, like, Florida State again. Like, I, I, I like if, if the SEC starts poaching schools, I, you could easily see like the the ACC kind of crumble. They'll probably try to join the Big Ten. I, some of them will, and then I think some of the other ones will merge into the AAC. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, so will they forth. make will they make the Big East again? Will they just be like, no, let's get that going. going? I think. I'm trying to uh, – I'll call my wife back later. She can wait. So You just let me um, know when to stop, Coach Banstra. I can go for it. I don't care. Like, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, and then the, does the MAC revive? Because they were talking to Western Kentucky at one point because they really want to add Western. Western wouldn't go unless they got somebody else to come with them. It just didn't – I think it was Middle Tennessee. Like those two would be great geographic fits for the Mac, and just also from a, it would help you pick up um, two additional TV markets, which is smart. Like the Sun, I'll say this: like sneakily, like the Sun Belt was like one of the best benefactors of this recent expansion round. Like they picked up Marshall, uh, Southern Miss, and who else did they pick? James Madison. Mm-hmm. Like they picked up, like sneakily, like. When, like Sunbelt's always been known as like the bottom one, but they poached Con USA and then brought up James Madison. Like it was a, and honestly, like they probably jumped a tier or so. Um, like it was kind of actually impressive. Like it's really good by their conference. And like, I think sneakily they made themselves much better. Um, so what I'm curious is about, um, we were talking to somebody about the Big Ten, like they have divisions. So what's this division going to look like? 
And if you bring well, I mean, if you bring those two over, you're gonna have to bump two teams from the west over to the east. Well, it's all gonna become pods with the NCAA saying you don't have to have divisions to do a tournament, a championship game. So once they get rid of that, I mean that's what the SEC is going to. They're going to pods. So just go to pods. But again, that's why USC and UCLA need at least minimum. They need at least two to three more teams. And I think your e- your easy answer again is Oregon, Washington, and Colorado. And then if you can get Arizona, great. I think I think if you get those four, that's a good six team pod. And you hit, you get the Phoenix market, Phoenix Tempe market. You get Denver. You get Seattle and Portland. And LA, so you got pretty much all the major West Coast uh, TV. Like Phoenix is like sneak. Like people don't realize Phoenix is like I think it's somewhere like top five in population in the country. Mm-hmm. Like it's one. It's actually one of the bigger TV markets, and people don't realize it. Never gets talked about. So, well, one other thing with Notre Dame is they have their own TV contract as well, like with NBC. So I don't know yeah. how that works with football. If they try to go over to the Big Ten, exactly. Like, do you allow them to keep that and make that separate? And then, how much of the big of the, your TV revenue do you give them? Like, that's I just I don't think I think they're happy with their ACC agreement and how that's structured to where they're not they're not going to leave the ACC. I think the only way they leave the ACC is the ACC starts losing schools in the Big Ten and the SEC. Well, that's why I'm kind of. I would just take Oregon and Washington now and be like, okay, Notre Dame, you still want to come. We're, you know, like we're taking, you're not going to play USC next year if they have this Big Ten schedule. Like, how are you going to yeah. fix that? But but they they've dropped some of the rivalries when they between the ACC. In the in the end, it's about money. I mean, that's what big time college athletics is. You're trying to, I mean, you got to pay for stuff. Like, but, but they went out of the ACC though, right? They just went in for the Kobe and then they got out. Besides basketball, basketball's always been. They, they, they have a. They have an agreement where they'll play like eight schools, seven or eight schools a year. Okay. I didn't know. So, that. like, and, and a lot of those schools they already played, anyways. Like, they've had a long standing rivalry with Pittsburgh. Like, they've played Pittsburgh every year forever. Um, a lot of those schools they've just always played. That's the thing. Like, it's Clemson, they've played on and off forever. They've played um, Miami on and off here and there. They put it's mainly like title games and stuff. So, like, it just, it works for what they do. That's true. I didn't know they kept that. I just knew. <clears throat> it's really the only Big Ten school they've consistently played is Michigan. Michigan. Do they play Purdue or any of them, or they kind of keep them out of it? I can't remember. Not, not really. Not. I mean, not. I don't think like. I mean, it, Purdue might have been the only other one. But like, I mean, it, they didn't play Ohio State a lot. I mean, they didn't. I mean, so if you're looking, Penn State didn't play a lot. Michigan, Michigan State, I think, is the other one. That's who the other one I think is. I think it's Michigan, and Michigan State. Yeah, but again, tra- travel wise, it's not too bad for them. that's why they play them. Yeah. So. And then poor Nebraska is just sitting there going, oh, maybe we go back to the Big Twelve. That's, that's where picking up Colorado would help them too, bring back an old rivalry. Yeah. Geographically, it would help. Like I'd make that like a mandatory crossover game every year. Those two playing. It just fits geographically. It works. So, and I know Kansas and Kansas State wanted to go to the Big Ten. Yeah, but I don't think were either one of them research schools. I don't know. I don't think they were. That's the thing. Like that. That's always been the deal breaker for some 
for the for the conferences. They pride themselves on being research institutions under the AAU membership. Um, Kansas is in there. Uh, so Kansas would technically fit. Um, I do not see Kansas State on this list unless I'm missing them. The problem is, and I'll say this nicely, again, it's about money. The problem is Kansas brings no major TV market. No, no, they don't. Uh, Kansas State is... So, yes, I, I, I might just overlook. Neither one will bring in a major TV market. I mean, that's that's the whole reason the Big Ten added Rutgers and um, Maryland in the first place. Got you the DC and New York, New Jersey TV markets. Like it's just if you're looking at, if you're looking at it from a solely business perspective, it's, what TV markets do you bring? And then how successful have you been in all of your major sports? So basketball, baseball, girls basketball. Um, baseball, softball. How was your success wrestling? Wrestling's a very big, actually, college athletics. So, how successful have all those programs been? Like, it's it's great if you're winning these auxiliaries, but like when you're talking about TV viewership, okay, how successful have you been? Kansas, yes, has been very successful in basketball. No one denies that. Um, Kansas State has been fairly successful in football. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about their other sports, but again. Again, it comes down to TV markets first, and then success probably second. So, um, I think that's why on Sheffers, I think you're the one that said this. Why Iowa State probably never will go to the Big Ten because what media market are they getting from? Yeah, Iowa you already State? have Iowa. Like it, it fits. It's great geographically. It's great rivalry wise for Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota. Phenomenal. But just from a media and revenue standpoint, it doesn't move the needle when you're talking TV contracts to TV stations. Right. It doesn't move the needle. That's the thing. Like, you got to move the needle. USC and UCLA give you LA. Mm-hmm. They give you that LA. It really gives you all of South, Southern California, in all honesty. Um, so that gives you that. And you're talking about one of the top two most populous cities in the country as well. You can sell stuff. And deceptively, there's a lot of Big Ten alumni that live in Southern California. Like OSU and Michigan have two of the largest alumni populations in the country. Like, and they're spread out through all out the country. So that's also a factor in it as well. Did you see the picture of uh it said USC and UCLA when they see a power I team and it showed like Wisconsin? Yeah. And I'm like, that and is true. But outside of like Wisconsin, nobody really runs and Iowa. Iowa does too. But like, like it, it's a funny little meme, and I, and you, you, everybody laughs at it. But like, nobody really runs. True. I mean, that's the misnomer. It's not 2005 anymore. Like, now, I mean, I don't even think Illinois runs a lot of. I mean, I don't watch much Illinois football this year, but they would go under center. They, even talking to Coach Miller about it, he was like, yeah, we could run the football. Don't get me wrong. Like, we had no real issues running the football. It was throwing the football was where they had their issues. But they'd go under center. They they did all that. But it wasn't like Wisconsin. You know, like, true power Iowa was, like, under center with one running back. But then they had their barge that they used at Penn State that they used at Wisconsin even when Coach Miller was there and just ran the football. And then watching their spring game, and I know it's just their spring game. They look way better. Uh, yeah. 
you, that's, that's that people people gotta understand some patience. Like I understand college football is it built on patience, but there's a reason when you give people time, they're successful. Like, I mean, John Wooden didn't win his first championship to what, like year eight or nine. I mean, like you gotta give people time. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald didn't like win overnight. Like, I mean, he's had success most of the time he's been there, but they've given him time to build a very good program at Northwestern. I mean, it wasn't a bad program when he took over, but like, if you would just fired him at the first instance of a bad season, that would defeat the whole purpose. He's built a program. Um, that's what you want to give to Illinois. Um, just give, give coach time. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, James Franklin, they, there's been rumblings for years, but he still wins. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to give people time. I mean, you see that in the Mac all the time. Do you give them time or not? Like, well, if, you, if you're going to adapt when you have a struggling year, you'll be fine. It's those people that refuse to adapt that have problems. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not wasting time firing, you know, the offense coordinator, brand UTSA offense coordinator. He was yeah. like – I'm not wasting any time. Um, I did ask Coach Miller on when I talked to him on the podcast. I was like, so what was the conversation like talking to him after they did beat, you know, Illinois lost to UTSA? He goes, what was it like when he walked in? And he was, we were just like, just said hi and forgot about it. Like, we we don't remember, like, forget about it. It's What did Beal McCall, their offense? It's like a, you know. I also don't remember. It was like a temp pro or something. He goes, we do want to be a little bit more like up-tempo, but I want to be a pro style, like run the football. So it's he called like temp pro or something. Um, and watching them in their spring game, it looks better. I think DeVito, the quarterback that I transferred from Syracuse, I took a lot of flack. They were like, oh, Illinois never gets a real quarterback. And they talked about it, and I said, well, what he can do just watching the spring game, I'm like, okay, he can hit a hitch. We were throwing hitches by five yards last year. So, yeah. Illinois will be better. Got off on my little yeah. tangent, but, like, yeah, I mean, it'll improve. Yeah, and like I said, they had a very good staff at UTSA. Like, I, I mean, I make no hindrance. That's probably, like, my second or third favorite college team just because I love San Antonio. I love the city. I love the people. I lo- love the food. Um, and I lived there for almost six years. So, I mean, like, I mean, we had a, we had a questionnaire – uh, for like this coaches corner thing our school's doing for the highlight all of our fall coaches. And they asked me like dream job. And I wrote down the university of Texas, San Antonio, like whether assistant or head, like I, I just love that city. Like it's a beautiful city, great people. Um, so, and I, like I said, just. And you like rice too, right? Was that the other one? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I, I would love to take over one of those programs that have never won or that are young or like a Sunbelt school and just build it. Like I would love like Rice, Texas State, UTSA's had success, but I just love that city so much. Right. Uh, like I'd have to visit El- UTEP before I say UTEP. Like UTEP's never been consistently, at least recently. I'd have to see the weather. Like because – there's there's there is San Antonio Houston weather, and then there's El Paso, and there that's a different level of heat. Mm. I mean, that's just a different like, it's just different. Texas is a place I'd move to, but the heat is stopping me. Well, like Central Texas is not that bad. Like Central Texas, 
there's not as much humidity and there's a de decent like wind and there's a lot of canyons. It's really nice. Very Eastern Texas. You have a lot more humidity cause you're the coastline. Um, and there's a chance it's so close to Louisiana. So there's gators and stuff. So I'm not really as fond of that. Northern Texas, you'll still get some snow and there's like parts of it still have some tornadoes because you're part of that tornado alley. Right. And then Western Texas is sporadic towns. And then El Paso is just, um, as it's been described to me, a heat lamp. Uh, um, it's just it's 110. Enjoy. I mean, 110, humid or not humid, is still 110. Like, once you break 100, it's it, heat, humidity or not, it's still hot. Like, there's a big difference between 90 humidity and 90 no humidity, in my personal opinion. Once you break 100, it just sucks. Mm -hmm. It just, it's, like, I don't care. It's warm. Yeah, I'm a big guy, and heat doesn't work well. Like, I love coaching football, but I will say this. Ask any coach I've worked for. We're walking out to practice. If it's 100 degrees, who's the first one to complain? I'm like, it's too hot. And, it's been, and we've had a pretty hot summer yes. so far. I told you at 7 on 7 we were at for the Bears, I got fried. Just fried because it was 10 a.m. to 3 the first day, 8 a.m. to 2 the next day. I've been an idiot, not really worn a hat much this summer. Um, so I, I'm still, my nose is still recovering because I have a big nose. And like, I'm, I'm like four layers in on sunburn. Like, that's just how deep it got. And just like, it is what it is. I mean. Well, every year I'm going to get a bucket hat. I'm like, I'm buying a bucket hat to, to help this out. And then I just can't find one or I don't think about it. I just wear a normal hat. And then my ears and my neck are just killing me. The, the bears thing. We put on suntan lotion every 40 minutes, and it didn't matter anymore at that point. It was almost 100 degrees, and we were just like, well, it's too hot, and it's just going to happen. And then I just complained about the heat no matter what. I hate sweating. I hate being hot. Now, while we're coaching, I'm fine. Once we get out there, I'm fine. Then once we're done, I complain even more. I just – I'd rather deal with heat than winter <clears throat> at this point in life. Heat, I, I can go inside with heat. Winter, I can't drive when it's snowing and ice. There's too much risk, especially when you have kids. Like, it's just... That part, yes. I don't mind when it's, like, 50 degrees. I don't care. When it's 40, yeah. I don't care. But then That's fine, but it's just the... It's the yeah, I just can't. Well, that's why people go to Arizona, because there's no humidity. It's just yeah. heat. It's just dry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind dry heat. Like Utah is another state that's got gone highly at my ranks. I had a buddy live there for a year, and he'd send us pictures, and it's just it's so beautiful. Uh, Coach Coach Gardner lives there, and always puts yes. up a thing. He said it snowed like two months ago or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Or he he put out a tweet. He's like, "This is the first time in two or three years living in Utah. I turn on an air conditioner." Like, yeah, like if I find more snow, I want mountains. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there better be a mountain. Um, that's kind of my thing at this point. Like, if there isn't a mountain, I don't want snow. Like, it needs to at least be beautiful. Like, Right. Do you think they're going to expand the college football playoff? I don't think they are. I think they're waiting. I think, the, I think once this round gets done, yes. I think until this round gets done, no. Like, I think – but also part of it, there's, there, there's still like three years left in this contract. So there's no point doing it now. You're not getting the extra money. 
Like it, it, again, it's all about the, the finances. They're going to because it's going to bring you money, and the bowl games are starting to get you nada. Because uh, I keep reading about how colleges are going to split away from the NCAA and they're going to kind of be their own thing, and I don't know how true that is, but it's getting talked about. So they're saying like the reason why they're not doing it yet is because they're worried about Alabama breaking away or whatever, and be like, we're going to make money off of our own name. We're going to do our own thing. They'll they'll figure it out. Like they'll they'll they'll, they'll all come down. It's gonna be like a conference agreement. If they decide to, they'll all sit down and write up some legal paperwork to prevent somebody just running away. But also, like, there's no major push because the NCAA is pretty much taking off all the chains. Yeah, I mean, am I wrong? Like, there's they, they don't they don't really monitor. What do they? I'm be saying this nicely. What do they still monitor? They monitor their own pay for themselves. They like you. I've said this to somebody, or maybe it was on my own. I said, the NCAA is laughing because they're like, look what happens when you pay players. But it's like, yeah, because you allowed it to just be a free-for-all. Yeah, like they don't they don't really relegate they don't really relegate anything at this point. Like, no, I don't know what they do. They do nothing. Nothing. Like because like you keep you, pretty much everything that you used to get somebody in trouble for, they don't get in trouble for anymore. Um so I mean, I mean the the two the two major things are about to announce. Like they've talked about, like if you pay attention to football scoop at all, is one the um, un, um, we're un, getting rid of the eleven on the field coaches rule, which will massively. We talked off screen about that could massively overhaul things. And then the other thing is, I think the other thing was overhauling like the recruiting calendar, which it needs overhaul. Like yes. to me, you need a true dead period and a true on period like because even like the sort of dead period you can still send out emails like just like you're either on or you're off and, and i the other thing i don't get is why division one has this level of um things but really like the d2 and d3s have even less restrictions like i don't i don't know why is it just universal that's the thing it should be, and like you said, like a like high school, we have a true dead period where we cannot. I mean, you can kind of message kids, but we're not recruiting them. But like, you can't be around them. You can't do anything. Yeah. Like, why doesn't college have a true dead period of like you can't even recruit? Go go on vacation. Go do whatever. Yeah. Like a true on like don't do anything. And then the early signing, and then I'm tired of coaches. This whole coaching cycle of like how quickly they get fired and hired because that early signing period. Because they're like we have yeah. to recruit. That's that's that was the that was one of the fears when they put together and it came true. It's just, yeah. So I don't know. It's it is what it is. I mean, that's the thing. Like you can't. I mean, again, that, but I think also it makes you to decide you're either going to get rid of them or you're just going to give them time. And but the problem is most the bigger schools will get get rid of the smaller schools will say we'll give you more time, but if you get more time you're gonna get fired. They ain't gonna wait till week twelve to fire you. They're gonna fire you like week six, like Georgia Southern did to what's his face this year. Mm-hmm. It was George Southern, yeah, George Southern, and then they hired. Well, I also don't blame him. Clay Helton's available, who's a pretty solid football coach. Like I mean, he's pretty good. Right. I mean, he 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 stabilized USC. I mean, I know he's not the. USC fans don't necessarily love him, but I mean, he made them at least competitive. I mean, they were still recovering from all the sanctions. Like 
and that's what their thing people don't realize. Like Lane Kiffin did a pretty good job at USC mm-hmm. with being short about twenty scholarships a year. Like yes. don't like ignore that. And then Clay Helton continued to resuscitate that. Um, I understand he's not the big flashy coach, quote unquote, but he's a pretty good football coach. So like I don't blame Georgia Southern's got an opening to immediately like a week and a half, two weeks later or whatever it was, get a hold of Clay Helton. Like it's I mean, just a success. I mean, yeah. Or like my thing is coaches that are hired, you still have your bowl game or whatever coming up and then they leave. And the reason why they have to leave is because the job's open. Then they have to leave because they're like, well, I have to hurry up and jump on this recruiting for the early signing period. Yeah. And it and just it's hard to do it's hard to do both tasks at the same time. Right. It, it is. Especially when you're, try, you're trying to hire this new staff. Unless you're taking like your whole staff with you, it's hard. Like, and that's not common. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Brian Kelly only ended up taking like three or four people with him. That's because Marcus Freeman was able to retain all of them. Yeah. I mean, it's rare. Like, I was talking to Terry Harrison at Friends the other day. He brought his whole staff with him from Bethel, like virtually everybody. Like, and that was part of the part of the key for him to be able to go over there is he's able to do it. I right. mean. Like Frank Solich at Ohio, I mean, he brought a lot of his former Nebraska guys with him to Ohio. That's part of the reason why they were so successful and worked well together. And he's kind of added, added in lost people here and there over the years. I mean, Ohio State, like initially, Ryan Day kept everything together. I mean, he's made changes now because he's kind of had to, but. Um, Lincoln Riley brought a lot over with him. Lincoln Riley tried, tried to bring as many over with him as humanly possible. Not all of them came. But he brought as many of, I mean, because they know how everything works. It's, it's functional. Um, that's not always the case, though. And you right. kind of see that double-edged. Um, and some people don't want to, like, because it's a different job, different recruiting area. Um, like Mar- Mario Cristobal did, like, a full national search for all of his assistants because he wanted to find people that fit there, where he was retained a lot of guys when he took over at Oregon after that one year where the Tiger left. But, I mean, he's looking for the right fits. He brought over some people, but he also, like, who's the right fit for Miami? Because it's a different environment. South Florida is a different recruiting environment than the West Coast. It just is. So, but you see in Texas all the time. That's why Texas colleges hire high school coaches and position coaches all the time. Because they know the landscape. Right. So, um, I mean. Because I've had it on here for a while, so I'm going to end it with, like, college football talk. Um kind of college football is kind of football you were talking about now they have unlimited assistance right so we're going to see them taking you're going to hire you're going to promote some gas and get some gas up you're going to look at some division twos and hire them you're going to look at fcs and find some good people to hire and it's just going to be this chain effect of moving people up and i've asked some coaches and it's high school but i don't know about college i think there's less and less coaches out there than there used to be yeah. Uh, less high school. Not many people want to do the GA thing anymore. There's two parts of it. Like the problem is, yes, you're going to have loan assistance, but how are you going to pay all those guys? True. Yes. Like like some schools will be able to figure it out. They will find. Don't <clears throat> boosters will donate money. Um, the new TV contracts are coming up because a lot of them are about to expire in the next three to four years. That's why Ohio State's making the move now. I mean, not the Ohio State. Uh, the Big Ten is with adding USC and UCLA. So, but how are you going to pay everybody? Right. That's the thing. Like, that's still going to be the, okay, are they going to be volunteer? Or are they going to be low pay? I mean, how do you pay them? 
And so that will determine on what you get. Like if you get, if you got the financial resources, you're going to hire other big name coaches to come in and do stuff. If not, you're going to look in the D2, D3 levels, those guys who are making 10 to $20,000 who want to move up and pay them. And, or you want to find some high school guys. Like, I mean, the high school guys, you just got to find a way to match their teaching salary. If you can match their teaching salary, that's how you poach those kid guys. Like right. that's, and really the same thing. Like, if you can go from being a D3 offensive coordinator making $35,000 a year to I'm now making $40,000 a year to be a recruiting coach at Ohio State to where I'm recruiting year-round and being on the field really mostly in the spring, we're – yeah, how's that going to work? So. Yeah, or are they going to start going like – I know high school co- I know high school teachers that coach college ball – and they, it's kind of like what we do. We instead of stay at the high school and do that, they go do that. Especially yeah. NAIA, that's the, the where the big part happens. Is that going to be a part of it? Where hey, you can still be a teacher, or or they can be a part time teacher, and then we'll give you some money, and you're just going to work here when you're done teaching. Yeah, they could go that I, route. I, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they're going. Like from what I've read, um, the ACC, a lot of the ACC schools are ready for the opening of the floodgates some of the sec schools are and then like the major big 10 schools are like they already got like their stuff ready on like who they're gonna call who they're gonna try hire and they got the finances in place what that looks like i don't know but like i mean the article mentioned like the acc specifically like they're ready to go um so it would be interesting to see two two position coaches for each spot yeah, I mean, that, that's, if you're running a forefront, you can have an interior and exterior coach. If you're running a big coverage package, you can have a true safeties and corners coach. If you have, if you're running an odd front, you can run it, have an inside and outside backers coach. Um, quarterbacks, if you're spread, true full spread team, inside and outside receivers, um, running backs coach, tight ends coach. The real big thing is when you can have multiple line coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the that's why O line GAs are so important. Like, if you have a good O line GA, it does wonders for your offensive line. Like, I mean, we've talked to Alan Rudolph; he's had good GAs. Yep. Um, Ohio State typically has good GAs. I mean, across, I mean, the, the G O line GA, you're pretty much the assistant O line coach, is what you truly are. That's what your title should say: assistant or co line coach. So you can split stuff stuff up, and you do it all the time in high school, like. Wing T, wing T, I mean, that's that's where smart wing T coaches are. They put like two or three coaches down there in no line because that way everything gets coached in detail and you can break up in the pods. I mean, Kenny Simpson talks about breaking up in the pods all the time. That's how you deal with that issue. I mean, right. That, I think that's where you'll see the biggest tremendous effect is O line and D line. You'll be able to have two D line coaches and two O line coaches. Well, or they, more, more. I think they say O line GAs are the first ones to get hired, believe it or not. I think that's where they first look. Yeah. Like we talked, like I said, Coach Prevost, he said they were looking, they were, but he's like, it ha- well, because the season's about to start, but he's like, oh, line GA is like what we need. Like we need. Yeah. Um, all right. To end it, let me ask you the most important question of the entire time. Are you happy to be back coaching the line as a head football coach? 
yeah no it's it's going well like it's just it's so important and like unless i could find somebody with enough experience that me and my oc were comfortable with that's where i had to go i mean that's i mean it's it's kind of the old adage i mean you hear everybody say it like strength the opposite coordinator and o-line are kind of your three most important probably dbs is probably your fourth um depending on what you're running uh but it's just it's too important and at least if it goes bad it's my fault can't blame anybody else and uh, like i said it's i mean i get plenty of any time and it's just it's a lot of shoot work and uh base blocking drills and so forth well you're the head coach so you can give all the any time you want yeah i i, I honestly i i give my both my coordinators kind of here's your time what do you want like i don't i try not to micromanage people like especially if you if, if i know you're really good my oc's been offense coordinator on and off for 30 years i'm not really worried about how he wants to do things um so yeah yeah that was the most important question i had for the whole day was because you don't see that you're not a coordinator but you're the head coach but you're coaching a position yeah I, I, that, and honestly it's there's so much with being a head coach it's hard to coordinate it really is. It's it's almost hard to do O line too, because O line is is borderline coordinating as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's difficult because there's you're called the office for this, or you're dealing with this this day, or there's so much off the field to do. Like I think colleges you can kind of do a little more because you have usually have like a director of football operations who handles a lot of that middle school busing and hotels and all that other stuff. But yeah. I, I would love to get like a, a true like DFO, like some college guy who's majoring like sports management and get them on to do that. I mean, that's part of why Ohio University has been successful because you have the sports management program and they have all like, God, there's like 12 student assistants at every sport practice. Like it's not just football. It's like all their sports have multiple because you're getting your internship stuff for that. So like, yeah. That's huge. That or like a, a media media thing. That's another huge part. Like high schools here, they have, their high schools have their own media department, so they live stream on YouTube. They have commentators, and it gets the program out there, yeah, and this and that. Exactly. I know our athletic department's giving like a, I think like some sort of credit to one of our, like one of our seniors next year, and she's going to handle like most of our like social media and um, publicization for our sports. So it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting on what that kind of looks like. So our district did a good job investing in some changes that to help expand some of our district stuff. Well, Coach Banstra, I've had you on for a long time before we even started. Uh, <laughs> before we even started. But I guess the real last thing is when are when are we going to get the four or five guys back on like we did all uh, last summer? I don't know. It might, it might, I mean, if Shepard's gone recluse on us, we might just have to pull Bennett together and figure it out that way. And I don't know. Like I said, we'll see. Like I said, the problem is you're getting to the point in the summer where it's about to become hectic. That's the problem. Like this is the off week for a lot of us or ending the off week. And then you got, I mean, three weeks of the grind. And then yeah. you hit camp. And then, like, that's the problem. It's just like the ideal time to do all that stuff is the spring for us, for a lot of us, or like this dead week. Yeah, it depends on where you are. For me, I can make it work. Like we have camp all the rest of July, nine to twelve, and we're then I go home. Our dead week's the end of July into August, 
and then that's where it's like and our dead week is like seven or ten days we can't well, see we also have a dead week at the last week of july but that's because we have fair like you you ain't doing anything fair week and it just ain't happening in our county like most of our schools have yeah they're showing hogs or doing the calf scramble or pigs uh for this and calves for that and roosters and chickens and bunnies and horses and birds it's everything so it is what it is yeah i mean it's just statewide dead week we have to take at the end of the end of the summer and we don't have one of those but like i i mandate i i personally mandate one july 4th week yeah that's what we did we're not going to do anything today obviously won't do anything tomorrow we'll see them wednesday thursday just because we haven't seen them and then we go and no because illinois we get 25 contact days so like they make you take a week off like they mandate like then like Wisconsin, they only get like five days or something like that. It's very strange. Indiana's the same way. They don't see their kids as much as we do in Illinois, which is crazy. But um, Coach Banstra, thank you for coming back on for two and a half hours of Zoom. No problem, my friend. Uh, everybody already knows your YouTube, so I don't even care about promoting it. Everybody already knows. Twitter, that's all there. hard <laughs> It's really not hard to find. Just type in my last name. You'll find it. It's good. All right. Everybody check it out. Coach Mantra, thank you for coming on. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.